Hey all, real quick before we get started, we have a Patreon now, and if you'd like to support us, sign up over at patreon.com forward slash talking sons. More like Freddy Bong. <laughs> oh, I, I, I. Welcome to Talking Sons, the most objectionable podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, episode 28, The Narc Knight. The music goes here. Ba-dang, ba-dang, ba-dang. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that I am excited that Nico wafers are back. Ew. Yeah. Uh, so they were discontinued. Ugh. All right. So up front, because they aren't they're my... chalk. I remember, and I celebrated. Yeah, they're <laughs> not my favorite candy, but I like them enough that like I've missed them over the past couple of years, and they're back, and it's exciting. Like I can't wait to get back to those old timey perfume flavors, like lavender and uh, rose mixed <laughs> with chalk, linoleum tiles, tail cardboard, <laughs> and dried hockey puck shavings. Is, I get it no. though, because there are definitely some like candies out there that are they're gross, but in like a fun way. So I I do get it, but Necco wafers are gross. It's endearing, I think. Is it? No. No. Um, hi, my name is Kelly, <laughs> and my dad fact is uh, I've been reading the Canterbury Tales in Middle English out loud to myself to oh sleep. My Jesus lately. Christ. Nerd alert! <laughs> 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 I've never denied it. It's just fun. Oh, right. I'm, I go next. Hello, everyone. Yeah. I'm Nikki. I'm sitting on top of your refrigerator, and my dad fact for this week is that the other night, I did a double feature of both Borats. God. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm told that that was very nice. Wah, wah, wee, wah. God. It's actually, did you know Wawa, this is my new dad fact, did you know Wawa, wee, was actual, like, Hebrew slang? And not just, like, a thing he made up? No, but that's very funny because Sasha Baron Cohen is Jewish. Yeah, he's speaking, like, Yiddish and, like, Polish the whole time. Yeah, Incredible. and like the other actress in the second one, she's speaking some language that she's fluent in, but he's speaking Hebrew, that's so they just amazing. don't line up at all. Oh, that's really good. So, fun facts about Borat. What does Wawa Wiwa mean? Wawa Wiwa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, hi. <laughs> my name's Luke. Uh, my dad fact for this week is that... I have, uh, in my short life, have already been given like court papers to go serve on a jury. But um, luckily, I forgot to change my, oh, forgot, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> to change my address on my license like four years ago. So the uh, papers were for a different county four hours away. So I didn't have to go and do that thing. America. Hooray. <laughs> yeah, I got out when of that. Do, when do you like get jury duty? It's your rent. You're you're just randomly selected. Is, <laughs> is literally what it is. I want jury duty. I would like to be an oh. active participant in our democracy. It, ju- just justice system. Yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and we have here with us a special guest, Freddie. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Great. Do I need to do okay. a dad fact? If you want, it doesn't yeah, have to be like good. Uh, 
I'm playing a lot of golf lately. That's it. I'm playing a lot of golf lately. This is great. <laughs> I didn't want to ask you. Matt did mention that you were trying to get him to do golf lessons with you, and I was very curious as to how that was going. <laughs> yeah, he's too busy for it. And also, I'm not doing lessons. It's like I took one lesson, and the guy was so clearly every single person is so clearly a quack. Like, <laughs> like it's just stupid. It's a, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't need to give these people money. I figured this out myself. How hard could this be? Yeah, exactly. It's just hitting the ball with a stick, right? It's hitting the ball, the stick consistently. And the consistently is the hard part. Yeah. It just takes practice. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, and I'm pretty good at practicing stuff. So I think I got it. So I'm not even worried. <laughs> there you go. It's a mindset we all need. Mm-hmm. So we all just finished listening to episode 46, The People versus Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. In this episode, the dads did a courtroom drama. We did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't stop saying no. 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 <laughs> I can't stop. Once I once I understand. By the way, he says my wife <laughs> twice in the first movie. He does not say it nearly as much as I thought people were hyping it up to be. Nikki, <sighs> this movie is 15 years old. I can't. I also get it mixed up with Don't Miss the Zohan. Anyway, um, so uh, Dungeons and Daddies completely copied us again vis-a-vis taking someone to court, which is fine. And we're not upset. And we're not going to sue. No. Um, yep. <laughs> and they put Glenn on trial. Did you guys do a court? Did you guys do a court thing? Yeah, we put Will on trial. We tried Will. Ah. We did try Will. I was in Maine when we recorded that one. The things I do for this fucking show. He was found guilty and we did have a cameo by a very cute. Was it a chipmunk? Nikki? It was yeah. a. It might have been a chipmunk. I, a new friend. Yeah, a chipmunk Maybe that was lawyer. foreshadowing for that that time Glenn shot a squirrel. Really like, makes you think. Yeah. Just another case of Dungeons <laughs> and stealing our whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they charged Glenn with second degree murder, and uh, I was the one who did help. One of the many people, glorious people, who helped out with the Glenn crimes thing, and I I did have the episode where Aaron beefed it. Um, so sorry, I guess. Just like sorry about that. Sorry for writing that down. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Well done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank. Thank you. I also did the BDSM episode, and I'm a little offended that um, scammed a banana man out of a prepaid pleasurable experience didn't make it in, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, murder's kind of a bigger deal. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, it seems like fraud and theft is more of a bigger deal than murder in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. That document is so long that like mm. a fucking whole new season of Dungeon Daddies could just be like reading things that Glenn has done wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another clip show. I, I don't envy Jenna for having to no, go but through like that what, thing though? at no, all. No, but like what? No, no, but like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, you got the doc, Andy? I didn't, I didn't, I, I do, the, I can't, I can't send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean i fuck, yeah, fuck it hold on let me go find it <laughs> <laughs> to me the secret the secret of all of this is that i don't think glenn is outside of pretty standard D play like and at least as far as like the D mm-hmm. sessions that i've had it's like which have been like a mix of you know people taking it these, these are all pre-critical role which you know i think has had a, a notable influence on the way people approach dungeons and dragons in that a lot of people kind of want to copy that and have that in their own sort of home games yeah for sure uh but in terms of like the general D mythos and like attitude of you know these lumbering bands of heroes on adventures I, you know, I think Glenn's pretty much par for the course in in terms of D&D. Yeah, I've seen yeah, worse murder hobos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. 
Yeah, seriously. He, he's a murder hobo with some morality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a guitar. Which which then I think makes him stand out in a in a group of, you know, right? Because like, since we're taking like this isekai premise, right? Like it, it really does, I think, serve to highlight exactly how violent most people play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so the document is 20 pages long and someone else is in wow. here, so I'm nervous. But um, <laughs> But a lot of them are like, like kind of how we saw the trial go out are very like subjective like one of the first ones is like forgot own son's name in crucial moment and i was like okay that was episode one that we can calm down um <laughs> which parent hasn't done that though like i know called my yeah, kids yeah. by oh. the wrong name so many times i'm literally an only child and my mom gets it wrong yeah exactly that's like if that's a that's a pretty standard dad move and by the way also forgetting all of your friends names too yeah. i don't think my mom knows a single person that i went to high school with now that i think about it <laughs> one is glenn has hot boxed in the real world <laughs> that's not a crime that's a that's a that's a, it depends on the state you're in yeah <laughs> totally legal. um oh that's that's one that got used in the episode the hot ride in the car um trying to look can, can i just interrupt and say one radicus finch is a fabulous name um yeah. as someone that was a who submission I know. Look, I'm I'm so jealous of that person because it's yeah, there's, great. There's some, yeah, the, you get some real gold in that list list of folks. Um, <laughs> also, and also, by the way, I think one of the things that one of the things that is interesting about the whole setup is that when presented out of context, a lot of stuff gets. It's, it, it is interesting, and, and I think part of the part of the play here is going to be like how much do we just like lean into stuff out of context is very funny especially when you read this sort of thing, because I, I saw some meta analysis of like the library fight, for example, which was kind of on display on this one. And there was so much of it that was like, yeah, but guys, like their overall goal was like to kill the library. And they write like there's so much other stuff. Where, and I think it is just funnier that you lose the context in all of this. Absolutely. From the humor standpoint, it's very, very funny, especially I think one of my favorite things about it is every time Jenna read the transcripts in a deadpan, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so good. Very, uh, very well presented. Like that's it's how it had to have gone down. Like it, yeah, it wouldn't I, have been good any other way. You can also like make these claims for any of the characters. It's just it just happens to oh, be yeah, Glenn no, on trial. Oh, no, but but Glenn is the best character to be on trial. Oh, absolutely, I think, yeah. Too. I think probably because I think as a character he like probably doesn't. It's probably the best ratio of like apparently not giving a shit about it and like possibly <laughs> suffering the greatest from it, which I think is really good. Daryl did send his son to be a like swirling vortex of pain <laughs> and knives Beyblade. inside. Yeah, a human Beyblade. Sorry, thank you. That was yeah. You're welcome. I got Wasn't you. That a, I'm trying to. I have to look at the transcript. Wasn't that a will idea that Matt then takes? It's entirely possible. That was one of those ones. That was. It definitely felt like one of those. Like this will be a hilarious like D and D use some mechanics thing, and then right like I, I think it's so funny too also there's there's a meta analysis of like how many of these sort of dad crimes are secretly someone else's crimes that the other right like in, in the group discussion the the meta outside the game group discussion prior to the moment because i think a lot of the stuff we come up with is gets bounced off at least two of us like we're like, oh wouldn't this be funny oh yeah 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 and then you know then we get into it so basically all of you should be on trial Mm-hmm. yeah yes. <laughs> is what you're saying yeah and i probably would and it, it, yeah and i think I, I feel like i remember talking about because i know and we bring this up well we, we will bring this up on talking dad but there was a discussion early 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 on in the podcast because it's taking an inspiration from like the courtroom star trek episodes that will and beth like just absolutely love and like tng oh, yeah. 
Um, and that sort of dynamic in that, i.e. a show that's not a courtroom show taking on a couple of courtroom things is a really fun dynamic. Um, so that's a, that's a lot of where that came from. I'm still I'm still browsing this thing. I'm trying to see which ones Anthony did so I can know which one what he thinks Glenn's crimes are. Okay, he did do that one. So one of the one of the crimes Anthony listed himself was forgets the names of Henry's kids despite having heard about them for an entire venture. Look at look at me in the eye and tell me your dad remembers any of your friends' names. That's standard damn yeah. Again, like I said, I think like my mom has like three of my male friend names from high school down and then just uses them interchangeably. And like I think it's about a thirty three percent hit rate when she like is like, Oh, is that like is that Alan? Was that Daniel? I'm like, no, neither of those. Like, she just knows like four is really funny. I, my mom has called me uh, both of my sister's names, both of my aunt's names, and um, one of my parents called me Kevin at some point. And oh, wow. that has stuck around more than you would think. Kevin? Yeah. No, Kevin. That, that would be the That's sticking really one. Funny. It's like the one that is the most objectively <laughs> wrong out of the other ones. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, speaking of woof, uh one time I got called by the name of my parents' dog that they hadn't had since Ooh. before I was born. Since before like my the oldest was born. Ooh. That's woof. awkward. That's yeah, fantastic. Woof indeed. woof indeed. Uh insert cool segue here. Um Daryl gets called up to the stand. It's a kind of a big portion of the thing. Um saying more words about that. World's terriblest witness. Yeah. Double perjury, so that's exciting. You hear Matt pivot really fast because you, you hear him at the very beginning of the episode. He starts being like indignant and like wanting to fight. And then pretty quick Matt takes a hard character pivot to be obeys authority at all costs and i think if, i think for the better and i think it was a really it's really interesting to see that and be like oh whoa matt like kind of like feels out the room in a second and like changes the way he approaches which i thought was really funny and i think that as a result he becomes a very funny witness because i think if he was belligerent the whole time it doesn't it wouldn't be quite as funny no especially with the other people being belligerent too and I think it just fits Daryl yeah. as like a person. Well, it's also a little bit what you don't expect as the, you know, right. The alpha of the group kind of taking a backseat role because of course he's like totally scared of the legal system and authority. Mm-hmm. This is Catholic, yeah. his guilty Catholic upbringing. No, no, it just, it makes complete sense for Daryl. Yeah. Like for him to do. And that. the fact that Will and Henry are exploring their rage more and enjoying that aspect. Then you have Daryl just being like, well, you know. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. This is the law. Yeah, exactly. we can't fight the law. <laughs> I mean, you can if you're not a coward. Ooh, depending on how this goes, the clash might be a good might be a good intro. Oh, I gotta write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, inspo. Um, I, I also i did I did really enjoy the banter of um, apparently calling someone a narc is like the worst insult <laughs> in the world. I guess in a court, maybe it's not great, but in the grand scheme of things, the entire legal system is dependent on narcs. If you think about it, yeah. And what is a judge? Yeah. Yeah. The entirety. What did it, was it a judge except a professional narc? Professional narc, head narc. Yeah, yeah. Makes complete sense. No explanation mm-hmm. needed. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny. The narc was tossed around more than any other insult possible. <laughs> it stings. It does. I would hate to be called a narc. Yeah, you narc. Aww. <laughs> what, narc- 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 does narc- what does what does narc stand for? Narcotics, Narcotics agent. officer. Yeah. Narc Zuckerberg. 
Oh, no. Is that a joke? Is that anything? All right, you laughed, so I'll take it. Um, there was a fucking long in Air Force One interlude. Extended. <laughs> Which, by the um, way, it's funny because that's a movie we definitely grew up with, but it very much is like, you go four years younger than us or more, and it's just like, nope, nobody knows what the hell this movie is. Gotta love President Harrison Ford, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys, did you guys see, have you guys seen Air Force One? Absolutely. Yeah. When asking me, have I seen a movie, <laughs> it is easier to say, it's just kind of assume the answer is no. Yeah. Um. So then when, when it is yes, it's like a fun surprise. It's like, whoa, she has I seen see, that movie? I That's see. so exciting. Air Force One was like just the ultimate blockbuster rental, like popcorn on a Saturday night, like just a perfect popcorn movie. Yeah, I think almost any Harrison Ford movie was a VHS that I was like, well, there's nothing new. Let's let's go with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. The man did not disappoint. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of disappointments. Yeah. Anthony self-insert. Oh, okay, no. that was what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even remember his name. I know it wasn't Sex Calibur, but that's the only like NPC name I can remember right now. <laughs> What was his fucking name? Uh, Evan like, Essence. Evan oh, Essence. Evan Essence. Evan yeah. Essence. Yeah. You're right. right. Yeah, he really brought that one to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was fun. I liked him. That's all I really yeah, have to is, say. There's, the, Dungeons and Dice is always like three steps away from just becoming a movie podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, and the occasional times we get a flex just talking about movies is is always enjoyed by us, but not necessarily by the listener. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it makes sense. Four out of five of you are heavily involved in the movie industry in some way. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> total sense. I mean, the Hey Riddle Riddle crossover definitely was like top tier movie referential. Oh, yeah, movie, oh, movie yeah, referential. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. That I understood. That Nikki 100% got and was I got good it. with. I so got it. Yeah, she's definitely seen Con Air. Um, big thing number three. The, the, the other charge was like, <laughs> is he a good father to Nick? And I had quite a bone to pick with this segment. So I will let someone else speak first. Go ahead. I really want to hear your thoughts, And now though. one of you speaks, yeah. and then I say... Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> well, since you asked so nicely. Um... <laughs> This one, I understand that the the court was very morality based, which is confusing when you're in a world full of child slavery and whatever and murder. But Nick wasn't on trial. Like you're you're questioning Glenn about like letting Nick have a knife and like Nick stabbing things inappropriately, and like it, it doesn't seem the question is like Glenn didn't stop him. It's more like feel like you should talk to Nick about that. Maybe maybe that would also help. Well, but like part of it, I think part of it is also. Of all the kid interactions, Glenn and Nick is pretty sparse as far as stuff to draw upon. Part of it is because just the timing of the uh, of the storylines in the sort of the first segment. But then also it's just like, right, like the problem is there's not a lot of stuff, period, that Glenn plus Nick have done. Right. So I think it's, I think it is a little bit difficult. I think it was difficult in this respect to pull that. My expectation, again, I don't I don't like to plan and think too much ahead, but my assumption is going to be that Nick gets drawn in as one of the witnesses. I just like to me, that makes the most sense for the next section. So, yeah, that's my gut feeling as far as like where you can get some of that discussion. Um, 
Because also, like, I feel like in the legal system, if you're if you're charging a parent with like negligence, it is what their kid is what they're letting their kid do, rather than like the kid being on trial too. Yes, because there's because I think it's just sort of a different it's a different tax, it's a different approach for it. But no, I, I am actually very interested in see how it plays out like i have ideas and i have some thoughts as far as like oh this will be interesting but again the nature of of the show and the nature of improv is always like well put those ideas and hang on to them because who knows if he gets them. <laughs> well, yeah and i also think that nick would be possibly the most belligerent witness huh. yeah yeah it could, you know, I, you know, it's really going to be up to anthony i'm really yeah it could it could go to me it could go both ways right he could be like a fuck the system, I'm not going to cooperate kind of guy. Or it could be in this, and right? Like, you know, have you ever, I don't know, you remember if you were, when you were in like high school or middle school, maybe middle school is more, more like it. If you ever got in trouble, like you got really, right? Like even the most hardcore kids, when they were quote unquote in trouble, you could see them change their demeanor pretty hard, right? Obviously there you got those crazy kids who are like, they don't care. They brought a knife <laughs> to school. They're just like, spell, they don't give a shit. But like, yeah, I feel like right. most kids, once it's like you're in the principal's office, you're going to call my mom. It's like, they told totally change how much swagger they have i mean i absolutely uh cried if i didn't do my homework and Whoa. got called out for it so oh, God. oh no i was the one like trying to scribble in my homework as the teacher was like coming around to collect it and like she knew <laughs> the teacher knew Kelly i was, was doing it weenie hut jr oh no 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 but but yeah i'm i'm intrigued i think a couple people in the live listen too were like i i bet nick will get called up because it does seem like the logical conclusion or at least a, a logical next step um yeah but it it just that segment of like oh nick was stabbing a thing so like why didn't glenn stop him i was like but nick's not on trial like that was kind of my, my biggest bone to pick like it was very subjectively like yeah nick shouldn't stab things but the, to me the thing you can really get and, it, and it, it wasn't really hammered on but you definitely get glenn on all the drug stuff and the weed stuff yeah you can definitely get glenn on the the fight stuff and then outside of that, I just, it's just, I feel like there's just not enough interaction to pull from. Cause one of the interesting things about the red brand kind of whole scenario there was it's like, that was a, a twist when that happened in that it was a kid that clearly did not need to be rescued. This kid was mm-hmm. like in charge of this situation that they found <laughs> themselves in, right? Like, yes. which is a little bit of a, right? Like it's a little bit of a flip in terms of what we were coming from. So it, it is interesting in that respect. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I know what you're saying in terms of like, what are the things that, that Glenn himself, it's, it's, I think it's just tough just because there wasn't enough or just not a lot of meat on that bone. These are all things that like, if we ever did like a show or a comic adaptation of the podcast, we would probably take a minute to like, think about rewrite, re kind of like put in more stuff, knowing where we are going, right? Mm-hmm. You can lay in that groundwork in that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's yeah, all I had to say on that section. Uh, Lovely well, of you guys to join us. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> anyway, so then Bill comes around and tries to break them out of jail, which I'm starting. I have I'm no started. idea where this is going. I, like, I've, I have no idea where this is going because like Anthony has talked about, you know, just because of the scheduling with our guest. We're like, hey, we're gonna need Jenna back on. Right. So it's like, I do we? I don't know. I don't know what this plan is. <laughs> I'm very curious about what the deal is. It could just be that he's trying to trap you guys into. Well, you're not great people because you accepted this, you know, get out of jail oh, yeah, free it could card. Be, uh, it could be uh, mm. one of the entrapment. It could be one of those. I think it might be entrapment 
Which I don't think is against the law in Faerun. Uh, um, but another great 90s movie. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my leading theory is that it's like that really nice day that you give your dog before you put your dog down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. God damn it. You brought up the I had to bring it up. Dog. I had to bring it up. So you brought, you brought up entrapment. Did you know Catherine Zeta-Jones is Welsh? Yeah. And super hot. I never, <laughs> I never realized that she didn't have like a Latin background. Oh yeah, like, I thought that she like it's so especially like for Mask of Zorro and stuff. I was like, wait, she's just like a Welsh from what? Really? Yeah. Anyway, that was <laughs> she's that just Michael so Sheen, but a woman. Yeah. yeah oh, now Michael wild. Sheen, I can talk about for a while. <laughs> 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 I know your secrets. Yeah. That's how you get me talking. Uh, yeah. Jamie, throw us to our commercial. Por favor. All right. And now, a word from our sponsors. Every day, the people in the Forgotten Realms steal, enslave, and murder other people. And, as we all know, those aren't crimes. What matters is whether or not the people doing it were good people. We here at Cox, Johnson, and Wiener will defend your character in the court of law. For over 25 years, we have been helping people prove their innocence of character, and we won't rest until the jury is convinced that your morally questionable actions were justified by the court's standards. Sure, I killed that dragon who had a family back in her cave, but Cox Johnson and Wiener helped me prove that I did it because I'm a good person inside. We get it. Murder happens. But we can prove that committing them doesn't make you a bad person. Using our firm's advanced connections and time-tested expert legal strategy, we will get your grandmother to the stand. No one will question your character after hearing from her. He was always the sweetest boy, ate all his vegetables, and wrote the sweetest thank you note for every present. And if for some reason your grandmother is passed on and isn't the ideal candidate for a speak with dead spell, we're happy to use your mother, the sweet elderly lunch lady from fourth grade, or any neighbor you can think of as a witness. And if you can't think of anyone who likes you, someone could be appointed for you. You're guaranteed to be found a good person by the court of law with Cox, Johnson, and Wiener at your side. Look at my big, strong grandbaby. You've grown so much. Couldn't hurt a fly. Never mind raise a village. Call us at 16969-6969. Nice. That's 16969. 6969. Nice. I'm sure it's all a big misunderstanding. There isn't a kinder soul in the world. Not a real sponsor. Well, feels real. 6969. <laughs> nice. Nice. Funny every time. <laughs> I'm reading about Catherine Zeta Jones's background. The family came from a modest background, but their fortunes improved when they won a hundred thousand pounds in a bingo competition. Whoa, what? <laughs> What? Oh, that's excellent. How is she not starred in a movie about her own bingo competition? The bi- that's a good uh, point. That would be extremely exciting to watch, I'm sure. I mean, she's she's what is busy bingo? taking care of Michael Douglas. Wow, that's so wild. Michael Douglas can be in it, too. <laughs> that's so wild. Yeah. They won 100,000 pounds in, in a bingo. bingo competition. Man, I, I mean, clearly I need to be playing bingo shit. 
Freddie, you don't need another thing to be really good at. <laughs> you can't be good bingo, at bingo. You don't have to do anything. Bingo is yeah. nothing. You just sit there and you press, you just push the things in, right? There's no strategy no, there. I, and Guitar Hero is only like pressing keys on a on a thing. No, but bingo is, is truly random. But bingo is truly <laughs> random. No, but have you seen yeah. like those those biddies with like 20 cards laid out in front of them? And they're all just like, B23. And it's just like, as they're like, yes, I live in Baltimore. You <laughs> mean grandmothers? Has anyone played bingo? Has anyone played like proper bingo in the bingo hall with with a bunch yep. of geriatrics? No. Yeah, you have. What? Why? What was that situation? Why? Why were you there? <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you do that? Um, because I have grandmothers who loved me and who. Why did they like bingo so much? Uh, it's gambling. Yeah, it's gambling, and it? uh, um, oh, because you have to buy. I see. I see. I see. You have to buy the number of scorecards. Yeah. Um, and let's see, nanny. Oh, right. My nanny needed a ride. Uh, because her <laughs> eyes were too far gone at that point. So I was a ride. I was driving around her Buick Regal Custom that had, you know, maybe 10,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. My grandma, she still drives and she's like 95. It's She shouldn't be driving, but she her uh. car has like 3,000 miles on it or something ridiculous because she drives it to like go throw right. out her trash. And it's 40 and years like old. Go to the hair, yeah. like the when things were open, she would go to the hair salon and like that was it. And she only drove in the right lane and she drove so slow. But it's Florida, Jamie, so like, be careful. Know. Well, that's part of the course for Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Q-tips. What part of Florida? Um, I'm on the East Coast, just south of okay. uh, Cape Canaveral. I get to see the rockets go up. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've been on the West side and the East side. I got to say Florida as a whole is a pretty shitty place. <laughs> <laughs> it is super weird. Yeah. I was wondering if that was going to end. Yeah. Next summer, I'm actually going on, I'm going to call it a Moldorama tour, which is, you know, like those Moldorama, like they, what? you insert two bucks and you get like a wax plastic mold of like a dinosaur out of them. What are you it like makes it in front about? of you. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So Never. I'm hitting all the Moldorama joints and it's like Gatorland <laughs> and the Central Florida Zoo. It is going to be just awesomely tacky. Are you okay, Jamie? He's 87. And my dad fact was about Necco wafers. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Also, Freddie, you speak a lot about Disneyland, but Disney World? Disney World, I quite actually, I, I actually really like Disney World. Um, I haven't been back since, like, literally, I think the last time I went was right before Avatar Land opened up in Animal Kingdom. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like Disney World. What can I say? It's also a really wild story of how Disney World got made. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, Walt Disney made Disneyland and was driving around and was really pissed that all of these, like, <laughs> budget motels and really kind of seedy, like, establishments was opening up all around Anaheim because I think they were, you know, originally he was like, there was going to be a deal with Anaheim and all this stuff. And then they were like, they just let all these places open up. So he was never satisfied with the fact that like, as you drive into Disneyland, you were just bombarded by off brand, like family establishments that are like kind of trying to leech off the Disney name. Part of the reason why there's like an overpass now in California that just takes you right into Disneyland. Like it's, it was all part of like this sort of dissatisfaction with the surrounding area. So when it came time to do like another sort of larger Disney thing, he was like, we have to own it. Like we have to own a gigantic swath of it. We need to treat it essentially as our own municipality. Like it needs to be our thing that we can do whatever we want for. And at the time he was, you know, right? Like 
Walt Disney is this, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good comparison. It's not even. He quite basically like, turned it into a West Virginia coal town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, and it's it maybe like Elon Musk might be a good comparison, but like infinitely more charismatic and not saying stupid shit constantly. <laughs> but like, you know, like he, he had this, he had this like reputation as this figure. So they started just flying around the country in his private jet looking for swaths of land that would be big enough. And like they started buying up all the land around Disney World like secretly using shell Mm -hmm. companies because they knew that the moment someone knew it was Disney looking to build another Disney like right like they would just jack up the price. So they made all these fake companies. They surreptitiously bought what was essentially swamp land like it was pretty Garbo land still is still is, and they knew that they could get a good deal from um, the local government to let them do. I forget what what, what is it called. Uh, 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 Unincorporated. Uh, it, it's actually so. It's it's the, the so the city is actually. Hold on, what is it? Disney World City is called. So the Disney World like city is called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, right? Like that's like literally. Um, anyway, so, so, but then like right before they were finished up, like people figured it out. And so like the last four plots of land, people were just like, you're paying out your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And Disney World's also one of those crazy, you know, there's, I read that there's a great book telling this story called the suspense is killing me <laughs> reality land true life adventures at walt disney world it's a really really well done book about like the crazy process of disney world and it was so wild because it was like the ultimate school group last minute project like they were set to open and like opening day the ceo of the disney company was still like laying down like sod like he was pitching in like they were all trying to just get everything together for it Jesus. and what was crazy was that it was such an attraction they could tell how many people were going to be coming to disney world based on information that the florida highway patrol was giving them from just border crossings at the georgia border they could estimate how many people were coming they would be like in the morning they would count the cars coming into the state of florida wow. they would pass that on to disney world They'd be like, yep, this is how many, and we can mathematically determine like a lot of these people are coming straight to us. Wow. That's how wild Disney World was. And then Epcot is like Walt Disney's attempt at a it's been watered down. And they talk, they talk about this in Reality Land, but Epcot, it was his attempt at a utopia city. Like it was a meant to be a self-governing, meant to be able to grow their own food. He was going to do all the transportation underground. It was his attempt at a utopia community. And then he died before he could really push this wacky idea. And, and everyone else in the company was like, we're turning it into, I don't know, we're turning it into something. Which is why when you go to Epcot, there's stuff like, there's like that food growing tour. Do you remember, have you ever done that? There's like a little boat tour and they're just like, we grow food here. And you're like, why the fuck are they growing food here? It's a weird holdover from when he was trying to turn it into this like perfect like community where you could live. Like this was this very forward thinking, Whack. you know, like post-World War II, how can we redesign, you know, the space age? How can we redesign our communities to be into the modern age sort of thing? And then instead, it just turned into a place where they could, like, throw some rides and sell some t-shirts. Damn it, Freddie! Yeah. why are you giving me another book that I have to read? <laughs> it's, uh, Reality Land is fantastic. Does this one come in, in Middle English so Kelly can actually read it? Uh, or, um, hey. Hey, or not? that's mean. I can <laughs> read in four languages. Oof. That's embarrassing. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Eating ass. Um, Any? <laughs> yeah. It's just one. Okay. One. 
any of that's them. it i think I only anyway went, i think i only went no shut up hold on i think i only went to <laughs> disney whichever one in what's it, whichever one's in florida world once as a kid and i had a signature book and i was very obsessed with trying to recreate those signatures but they weren't like good uh, signatures they were like miko <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like none of the none of the good ones like a disney princess or anything so yeah fun fact about those signatures is that like in order to be a cast member you have to like learn how to sign them um and so oh, what is it like Kurabas is you know was popular in orlando and it's like if you go to dinner with like friends who were cast members they'll just entertain themselves by doing all the signatures that they can do on like the paper on the table <laughs> so freddie I, I got a question for you i saw your tweet about lunch so i gotta pick your brain what are the elements of an ideal lunch so i go huge on lunch compared to other meals like some people are like the you know dinner's their big meal of the day like lunch is definitely my big one even to the point where sometimes i'm like wow that that that's it call it a day it's done <laughs> um to me, it's like you got to you got pick a genre and you play in that genre, right? So if it's going to be Cajun, you got to get a veritable spread of Cajun delights. You know, that's my <laughs> that's my approach in general. But I think lunch is the most versatile meal of the day because you can truly eat anything. Mm. And I'm also I've never been a breakfast guy, so I'm always like, eh, breakfast is okay. And I was because I just like growing up, I, I still to this day I just am not hungry ever. Growing up, like the first thing I f- I'm like I don't want to eat anything. I'll have like some water, I'll have like a nice tea or something, but I'm just not hungry at all. So lunch, man, lunch is the best. Nice. You yeah. need anything. Anything is available. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. Yeah, for breakfast, for this, I was the same way up until college when I got in the habit of eating breakfast. Uh, but before that, going to school didn't have anything up until lunch. No, so, but then, yeah, but then same. you would eat. But then you would eat lunch in school in like high school. You would eat lunch at like ten thirty. I remember distinctly my lunch period for like the last two years of my high school career were ten thirty, and I was like, "What the? F- I ate pizza. That's disgusting." <laughs> what time they start? My bus would be up at six forty-five a.m. That's that is not oh, a time yeah, that really children early. should be awake. Well, it was a little different at my school just because K twelve was basically it, like it was a giant building, but it, they were all in the same building because um, we were like one that one room schoolhouse out by the farm. Oh my um, god. Where was <laughs> not, Luke raised? Not really. <laughs> my God. <laughs> my my hometown had a, a population of like twenty five hundred people total. Oh, wow. oh God! Oh, that was my high school. Yeah, uh, my entire school. I think it had like barely three hundred kids. K twelve. Oh my goodness! Have like but, a fucking um, family lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, we had because there were because it was K twelve and there were two classes for each level. You we, they had to space it out. So we were having lunch at like you know noon or one o'clock or whatever. Where I'll, you know everybody else was off at recess. Or, so yeah, it was just it you know just because. Do you have to feed the kindergartners? Had the. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Thank God, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, I'm trying to think of, like. My my school started, I think it was like 7.40, I think my school started at 8.10, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was still pretty early, but because I I, was, I lived really far away, so I was still getting up at like, I think I had to get up at 6.45 because I had a long, I think an hour to drive mm. to my school. It was like a frou-frou private school. But um, it was, uh, we always had a pretty, it was basically just eat whatever you wanted whenever. Um, 
And like, I was definitely like, they had a soda machine and they got like Mountain Dew code red on that machine. And I think I was no joke. One of like three people in the entire school <laughs> who actually wanted code red. Cause, everyone else, Cause like everyone else like was like, Oh yeah, I can't just have soda all the time. I was like, this Dr. Pepper is going in. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like I would just get like, so I get so much soda. We had a fruitopia vending machine. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what that Which, is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. No, I remember that. I remember. The Coca-Cola like fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That For, shit. Do they still have those? No, it does not exist anymore. No. Discontinued in 2003. Damn. For some reason, my middle school had clearly Canadian. <laughs> I don't know what? So I don't I don't know why. It was very good, but why did we have clear my middle school was had like such good food, it was like upsetting to the point where like people would want to go back and like eat food there which is horrific in hindsight but um <laughs> no but I, I i ran track through all of high school and there was a vending machine and it had soda in it and after i ran track i was like so physically fit and i was like you know what i'm gonna put in me some fucking mountain dew <laughs> <laughs> what event did you do i hurdled mostly high hurdles yeah 110 yeah you're like yes. you're like very tall right no i'm seven foot two canonically but if we're talking seriously i'm like five three and some change but the only reason so actually the only reason why i did this hurdles is because is i the, the, the coach was going around and picking out people who he wanted to hurdle picking the tall ones obviously right. and i knew that the hurdlers didn't run as much so i was like i could probably do it <laughs> and he didn't argue with me uh, that's, so that's, i did it and i was actually pretty good that's why i did pole vault pole vault people did not run like we did not run no our coaches didn't trust us enough to have a pole vault team but then the problem with that was that like we had um two of my friends in the girl side were absolutely fantastic like one of my friends was always like vying for the top spot at state every year so i was like great pole vault don't have to run but then she took it so seriously and the coach was like oh this is like an actual like opportunity for us to win this event at a state level so we ended up just doing more like harder it was a harder workout for the most part oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. it was like more laid back in that we didn't have to run but it was just like wow we're doing a lot of planks wow we're doing a lot of planks <laughs> yeah so i did not make my freshman year jv field hockey team so my mom said that i had to you could not make a team no i i Kelly McHugh could not, but my mom said that I had to do some sort of an event, so I went and did speech and debate. And <laughs> oh, speech and debate, kid. What were you? X temp? What were you? Oh no, 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 no! I was a uh, champion Lincoln Douglas debater. Oh, LD, I, uh, LD. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was friends with all the speech and debate kids. It was just too intense for me. I got all the speech and debate I needed in the insane arguments that we would get into. And it was always <laughs> You insane <laughs> arguments, Freddie. Yeah. I mean we Matt and I talk about it. Like it's that's that that's that energy with those kids. Like if you could hang with them, you know, you were you were an argumentative kid and you argued for sport. Yeah. Never yeah. take like a public speaking course with debate kids because no. they will rip you apart. Yeah, you're going to get your ass handed to you. We had a, and we, I think we had a really good team too. Like, if I remember, I couldn't tell you what teams my high school had. We had the sports teams, and then anything else was a mystery to me. 
<laughs> no idea. Jimmy, my brother's so funny. My brother got the same thing, which is like, hey, you have to do an after school sport in the spring. And so he was like, I'll do track. And then he was just like, oh, no, I injured my ankle. And, and like, I think he did for the first two weeks he was recovering. But then the next seven weeks was definitely just him hanging out in the library and like flirting with girls. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, that's basically what I did with I did cross country for two years. And just like every few weeks, they'd be like, oh, my hip hurts. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because like, what's the coach going to be like? Coach isn't going to look at you and be like, no. Coach isn't going to look you up. And what's my parents going to do? They don't know. They're not there. He's just like, yeah, my foot hurts. So I'm like, what? Dang, you figured it out. <laughs> I, would feel, I, I would feel bad, though, because I would have to, I would say like, oh, my hip hurts or whatever. And the coach would be like, okay, go see the trainer. And then I had to be like, the trainer would be like, okay, so where does it hurt? And I was like, okay, think, Nikki, where would a, where would a hip hurt? <laughs> you John Mulaney. <laughs> where would it hurt? Um, and he would like wrap me up and then I have to like limp back outside with this ice pack I don't need on my body. <laughs> God. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, it was worth it. I would, all my friends knew I was slacking. Faking I also it. wasn't that bad at cross country. It just sucks shit. <laughs> yeah, no best, one. Oh, cross country sucks. No. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the only people I know who like, were into cross country were the people who are like still running marathons to this day. Like love running in a way that is like completely alien to me. Do you tell Beth how how out of this world she is for wanting to run a marathon? Running a marathon. <laughs> I mean, like, wanting to run a marathon, I know a lot of people who have done that, right? Like, I know a lot of people who either want to run a marathon or have run it or have done, like, Ultramans or whatever. It's the doing one, like, every year level. Yeah. The no longer just like, hey, can I do this? Like, I'm going to set a goal and try for it. It's the, hey, this is now like a thing that I do that I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I'm your running friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the friend that runs. Yeah, so you can use me in anecdotes about how you have a friend that runs. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I used to have a personality, but now I run from it. Nice. Hey. God. Oh. I mean, I was going to say you could use them in math jokes, but whatever. Yeah, I, f- I found the trick for adulthood is very much you need to find some physical activity that you can get into. Um, like golf doesn't count. It's not enough. No, it's not <laughs> enough. <laughs> Here's how I know golf doesn't count is you look at the last like 40 years of like the greatest golfers and like fully half of them are fat dudes who smoked cigarettes while they were playing. Oh, at yeah. A oh yeah. yes. Like, that's not real sport. And, and drank extremely heavily that's not that's not real sport (laughs) when you have like designated carts who come up and serve you beverages that is not a sport anymore that's a good point that's my dream job what being a a, being the cart person yeah it seems so easy i think my sister did that feed these rich white dudes some food great sign me up yeah but they're all they're basically all sexist assholes though yeah that's fine i can fucking suck it up for for a check <laughs> I don't think it pays that well. I don't know what to tell you. Well, and it's mm. tips. Mm. How much does a car? Hold on, let me see how much is. How much? I feel like they pay well. If you're at like a pri- I feel like if you're at a private country club, it can't be like seven dollars an hour. They pay you the secret bullshit. life of. Okay, here we go. Golf Digest episode called "The Secret Life of Cart Girls." Uh, hey, they are mostly, they are mar- I don't know. I don't know women. if I like this. Um, yeah, I'm this is what you're rates. walking into. There. No, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like the title, "The Secret Life of Cart Girls." I feel like that would be on a website that we shouldn't be looking at and talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're saying the pay is decent. But what about the okay, tips? Okay, okay. The money from the card is... Okay. The, the next day I work at a higher-end course at over $200, the green fee is more than three times as expensive. I shadow Sam, who spent four years in the Navy, is a mother of two, and worked in bars until she got tired of the late hours. The money from the card is just as good, she says, and her last sale is typically 4.30 in the afternoon. Her hourly wage is about $5. Uh... <laughs> 
It's like they're yeah. doing the old like. But that. it's like yeah, the server thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in a really good tips. nine hour shift, she can make five hundred dollars in tips. Not bad. It's not too shabby. It's really not too shabby. No, that's not that. I'd get sunburned. I get five forty in a week. So yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, honestly this is an interesting article to read between the lines on because it is just going straight. It's interesting because like golf is a old person sport. Oh yeah, far and yes. away. Right. My Under- dad. My dad frequents. And there and like golf companies aren't dumb. Like they know that one of the biggest problems they're facing right now is when it's perceived as an old rich white guy sport. <laughs> that's not you don't got a lot of you, you don't got long for this world right like you <laughs> no. might be okay now but you're definitely not okay in 10 years so a lot of these golf companies are trying to figure out like what the fuck do we do like you know there are young people who play it but generally they're all assholes um that my favorite is there's a set of golf balls and like no joke top flight has made a set of golf balls that are calling them gamer ball they literally they're called gamers (laughs) whack my my gamer balls dude like no joke no joke like the fucking the box is like this neon green and it's like a picture of like a dude with a driver playing it like an air guitar it's so fucking hilarious amazing they're just like what will the kids like we need to get the kids on the course you know Uh, i miss i miss when they were like extreme you know like the everything was i'm i'm looking to I'm also yeah. yeah I need to oh yeah this Top dude, gamer it's golf a, balls it's not like a very God. young dude it's like a 30 year old man on the like they couldn't get like yeah. a cool teen at least yeah, so like so look teens can play golf, golf the problem is golf is not cool the problem no. is golf is just not cool let them hear no, your game do they make a fun noise why <laughs> no but then the best part is they have like the way they mark the numbers like this ball goes to 11 yeah, like, yeah for cool. distance spinal, the, the ball doesn't help tap, huh? that'll fucking that'll do it <laughs> I don't, I don't think the ball affects how good you hit it. Pretty sure. Uh, flight, flight can, flight can. Different, different balls have different flight profiles depending on like their makeup. But again, it's like it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things where like if you can tell the difference, yeah, you don't get like right. It's like one of those, yeah, yeah. You're you're a liar. No, no, no. If you're sitting there and you're like, yes, this ball actually flies five yards less than my usual ball, then you're at a level where you're not looking at those balls like that period right like if you can tell the difference you're already beyond the need to look at a box and be able to worry about the distance of it you're at the level where like a pro player where you're changing out to a brand new ball like every other hole because you need it to spin exactly like right like you need to be that good the same every time exactly yeah 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 anyway (laughs) i think they should make golf more fun to watch well, so golf is weird because it is boring as shit to watch until you've played it, at which point it becomes really interesting to watch. I think that's how I feel about soccer, where I think it's really boring to watch because they're so far apart from each other. But but like once you actually know how to play soccer, you're like, OK, <laughs> I understand here now. Yeah, it helps. It helps here. And like and like, I mean, I, I would argue baseball is probably one of the more boring ones to oh, of, yeah. of the sports mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, yeah. But like. Yeah, golf is it's fun and it's funny because like in LA, if you know, because I don't go to any of the crazy expensive courses, I just go to all the you know this this the city municipal courses. You actually true, you actually do get a true weird spread of demographics. Like it's not all just rich old guys. Like I gotta say, like most of the time when I've gone, it's been a random selection of working class stiffs. 
<laughs> like just going out to play golf. Like I think I, I've played golf with like a firefighter, or a PE teacher. Like it's just like a weird range of people that you uh, wouldn't expect. So this yeah. is interesting because like the expectation is it's all, you know, snooty old guys. And that's true at the expense of courses. The moment you right. take a step down yeah. to like the places that are like 10 bucks and whatever, you know, then it's like, oh, it's a bunch of like boyfriend, girlfriend groups and a bunch of random, like just, you know, there was like a guy and his mom and he was like, yeah, she like golf and we're going for a walk. And like, it's just, it's, it totally is a different sport once you get away from the places that charge, you know, like 80 bucks and up. But has this been in the COVID times or were you, were you playing golf in the before COVID I played times? in high school a little bit, like not on the team, but like at that age, I played a little bit, but yeah, no, during COVID times, I was like, I got to get out. Like I got outside, like I'll walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and it was very obvious even at that time to be like, guys, it doesn't seem like of all the sports, it's not even okay to like stand too close to another group, even off of a pandemic. Like you're not allowed, you're like, right? Like it's right. considered rude to rush the people on the green 150 yards in front of you. It's already not okay. To, like, look. It's not yeah. okay to like breathe too loud around someone where they can hear you. Like you're good. This is of all the sports, probably the safest sport you could possibly do. Definitely. So that's basically why I started doing it. So do you do you play it like socially or do you just go? Are you like the solo guy on the green? Uh, it depends. Like I've, I'll be solo a lot. Matt and I have gone. Uh, Matt, Beth and I have gone a few times. Um, you know, we just go during the day and the weekday. And, you know, it's like a couple hours. You get a good walk in. And also it's a good chance to, you know, catch up and also just talk about other other stuff and other work as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically it. But yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go like solo. Just because it's like, depending on the course, depending on the timing, it's just like, oh yeah, no one will be there. It's definitely, it, it was, it was crazy. Cause at first nobody was there. And then about <laughs> a month into the pandemic, it was like some of these golf courses were the busiest talking to the, you know, the guys who run the window. They're like, yeah, this is the busiest this has ever been. Like, it's wow. like I every it. slot in the morning is taken up by like people. And then now it's kind of dropped back again because people are kind of going back to work. But like the way the numbers are going, it's going to come right back. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, even, people... even with the cooler weather. Yeah, because people yeah. assume that nobody's going to be there because it uh, or not nobody's going to be there, but you're a mile away from other people the entire time. So it's, it, it does seem like the safest sport to do. Most yeah, yeah. And, you know, and also LA and California, South Southern California is nice because the weather for the most part is not going to be, it's, it's going to be fine for that, right? There's there's parts mm. of the country where people are like, oh, it's winter time, like back up the clubs, <laughs> you're not doing anything, you know? Yeah, you say that, but it's been mm, 70 yeah. degrees in New Jersey for the past week. It's disgusting. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming for you. It's Thank 40 degrees God. here, so. <laughs> I know, it dropped below 50 tonight and I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, feels good. Feels good to be cold again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that covers it for me. That's none see. of our interview questions. That works for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but honestly, this is exactly what we wanted. We didn't I feel like out of all the people we could not talk about the show with, it feels accurate to not talk about the show with you. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, do you have any questions about the show? Absolutely no, all of not. our interview questions are actually explicitly <laughs> not about the show. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. As close as we get to it is why did you kind of move from like YouTube into podcasts? Like, what is it about the audio medium that that you find works for you? I mean, I think YouTube, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on with YouTube. Yeah. I think one of the things that like, I'll tell you, I'll say the thing that like the huge, like the biggest thing that I thought like was the best thing about podcasts was if you make a mistake on the YouTube video of which there are many that we've done over the years, you can't correct it. You can't go back and like re-upload that video. 
So that mistake just lives forever. Like it's a typo or if it's a bad cut or a missed shot or something, it's just like it's gone, done. It's just there. And like, there's been multiple times on this podcast where we're like, oh, I missed a little audio thing or I can go back and correct it and I can do it and it's fine and it doesn't matter. Um, I think also YouTube got to the point where, and, and I think it is here where it's like, it really feels like the kind of thing I wanted to do on YouTube is just really difficult. Like, honestly, you know, I love these guys to death, the Corridor Digital guys, but it should tell you something that they're literally the only people on YouTube still doing like any sort of like short film stuff, yeah. literally the only people left. And on top of that, what are they really focusing on? And what's their bread and butter? It's their VFX artist react series. It's a react yep. series, right? right. A 15 yeah. minute series that they can do 15 minutes and pull another thing on and pull guests in and do an interview format. Like, as much as I love YouTube and as much as I love doing that stuff, it's like, uh, that's not when I wanted to get into filmmaking, you know, I wanted to do filmmaking. And so it definitely felt like that style of filmmaking, like quarter digital is basically the only people left doing it and they're able to do it and they're able to support themselves doing it because their second channel is what's been taking off, right? Like it's their vlog series. It's their VFX artist react stuff. And that lets them do film stuff, which is like, man, if that's the cost of doing film stuff, then I'd rather just, write movies and try and make a movie you know um because i i think that youtube stuff is a lot of fun but i just don't think that may you know I, I just can't think of a thing that i would do that is interesting to me in that format that youtube basically is and you know i think for audio and for podcast stuff you know the goal for this was always to be like let's see how it goes and it wasn't from the get-go like okay we're gonna switch over to this now it was that's where we ended up after being like, oh, cool, it's doing well and we're able to support ourselves off of it. Okay, cool, let's let's focus on it. As opposed to being like, the goal wasn't like, hey, let's switch over to podcast because that's the new thing. <laughs> you know, I think we had, a, we had a sense of feeling like audio drama was a good way to get into film TV stuff as a way of just getting stuff written. But yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where you kind of just, you know, we stumbled on it a little bit and we tried to make as good a show and as entertaining a show as possible and there's a lot of stuff about podcasts that's easier and I think a lot better than YouTube. I think also one of the big things is just like the podcast audience is just older in general. Because mm -hmm. like when we were on YouTube, my God, like there was so it was it became like so obvious <laughs> that like and it's sometimes funny too, because like I know some of my friends who are YouTube people who get like really down in the dumps about comments. I'm like, you know it's a 10-year-old yelling at you, right? Like, you know this is a 11-year-old. hundred percent Like and and like just something about that like because I'm like, it just doesn't quite like click, you know, because it's a name on the screen because who knows, right? You imagine you kind of fill in whatever you think for that. The podcast listening audience is definitely an older audience. It is a more mature audience. It is also an audience that is far less inclined into the kind of YouTube level of stupid shit that, <laughs> you know, that we were that we had seen and experienced. And so that was a very refreshing change. Uh, as well and granted youtube is a little bit older it really depends on what you're doing right like obviously the, the a minecraft channel is going to be a lot younger than a guy who does a cooking channel right oh but my like, god every day i learned that there are more minecraft youtubers and i feel ancient <laughs> <laughs> every day every day someone's like hey did you hear what this guy did i'm like who who are you, you who are you talking about yeah yeah <laughs> and they have like three million followers Ugh. yeah i mean so it is nice to just be in a format where it's like okay cool this is adults <laughs> yeah this was my first time in like a podcast like fan space for like uh, one that yeah, uh, one yeah. that i was like pretty active in so like seeing people who are like full adults with children um interacting with people who are my age uh who are like college graduate age yeah um, it, it was it was just very refreshing yeah that's one of the weird things about 
doing anything online, which is like me personally, I don't subscribe to any Patreon at all. Like, the, I, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I do one for base tabs because it's a guy who transcribes base tabs and I just check in occasionally and download some PDFs. Like that is the extent of my <laughs> fandom involvement. Mm-hmm. And like there's shows I love, like I love like Mission to Zix. I love, you know, there's a bunch of podcasts and stuff and of people who do have Patreons who I don't support. So it's just one of those weird things where I'm like, it's weird that I'm making a thing where we have a Patreon, but if I cloned myself and was a fan of this show, I would never join this Patreon. It's like <laughs> such a strange feeling. Because that's just not how I that's just not how I deal. You know, I, I don't even subscribe to people on YouTube either, right? Like I just go check their channel. Like I don't even bother clicking subscribe on YouTube. Half the time I'm not even logged in, right? So it's just like that's just me. And it's just weird to think about like, man, all these years of me doing YouTube and being like, hey, click subscribe. I'm like, I never would have subscribed. Like, I never would have <laughs> like, done that shit. Like, subscribe, hit that like, How bell. would I have even gotten myself? I couldn't even get myself to do that. And I'm the one doing it. <laughs> so it's very strange sometimes <laughs> to think about just how, how you know, you, we approach and like, like consume things and how like, I, you know, because I think when, whenever we make, whenever I make stuff, I always think about like, oh, is this something for me and something that I would like? And I do enjoy the stuff that I make. But at the same time, I'm like, if there was a clone of me, this person would not be interacting <laughs> with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I wouldn't follow my show's Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, it's, it's weird because I'm the opposite, but on other social medias. So, like, I don't like TikToks or, like, like people's mm. tweets a lot. <laughs> like, I just don't. I like, I, like, scroll through them and I, like, read the comments, but I don't, like, like them. I never follow people unless I see them, like, come yeah, up. Yeah, you lurk, right? You kind of Like, obsessively. Lurk. And then I'm like, well, shit, I basically already follow them. I might as well do it now. It's, 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 it is interesting of, like... I want people to follow me, but I don't follow them. <laughs> we always said that in the YouTube era, we would always get, you know, for a while we were getting more views than subscribers. And we're like, yeah, we think that there's a group of people who is probably like us who check in occasionally, maybe once every month or so. They watch all the videos we put out and then they move on and do something else. <laughs> like that sort of weird, like passive, like participant which is like, feels like a lot more than you think. Oh yeah, I absolutely do that to YouTube channels of like, oh, they exist? Let me go check in on them and then catch up Yeah, and forget about them again <laughs> yeah. for a year. I am the opposite. I will subscribe to like YouTube channels and just not watch them for like two years. <laughs> yup. Uh, yep. I've only been watching like two channels for the last four years. I'm subscribed to like 70. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny to me because sometimes like I remember even in the YouTube years, we would be like, shoot, we lost a percentage of viewers. Like what or why? Oh, it could be this. It could be that. And then when you take, you have to take a step back and be like, well, they just don't care. And they're just whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It could be that too. Yeah. So you're never quite sure. You're, it's always a little bit of a void that you're making stuff in. So I have a question. Oh. Uh, you, you that do? Jamie wrote. <laughs> oh, you're asking. We're asking these. Okay. No, I. I really. I want to know what are you fascinated by this week? What is grabbing your attention right now? I've been. What have I, I've been thinking a lot about four seasons total landscaping. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like, I want. There's, there's a couple of things. One. I can't decide whether or not it's somebody who knows that they're not going to have a job here soon, just kind of taking the piss and being like, whatever. Or if it was like a genuine veep level Mike McClintock mistake. God, I hope it was. It's, but then at the same time, it's like, it's just so difficult for me that I, I, having, cause again, having booked venues for like film locations and stuff, it's just so difficult for me to imagine how that plays out if it's a genuine mistake. Right. But at the same time, if it's somebody who did it on a lark, they would have come out at this point and said it. But like, it's just to me, what blows my mind is like the what had to have the comedy of errors that had to have happened for that to work as a mistake. Or was it 
because it's like what's weird to me is also just like or were they like crap we have to just have something with four seasons in it what's a thing with four seasons in it? that's a sort of distant third option i think option. that that's like from that feels more likely to me yeah i think that trump tweeted out we're gonna be in front of the four seasons and that's where we're gonna have our uh yeah. our and thing then, and then and the, the four seasons was just like no we don't want but think you of- here I can't. I can only think about the receptionist at Four Seasons Total Landscaping or whoever who got an email or a phone call of or someone who is like, "Hello, the Trump <laughs> administration would like to call. host a press conference here." So, but here's the part that throws me off with that scenario, and it's it's and again, maybe it's just incompetence or a move past. Here's what throws me off about that: if I was doing that and I was like, "Guys, we have to come up. We have to use something with Four Seasons," I would pivot it. To be like, can we get the owner to say something? Can we talk about how the owners and the merit? Oh, you know what I mean? Like you would right, like small it. business owners. Like that was what I was expecting. I was like, oh, they're going to be like, hey, here we are in this part of Philadelphia representing real America, real business owners, small business owners who are affected by the <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But like there wasn't that. And that seems like such an easy save that they it, so that's what throws me off that's why that's why i keep going around in circles on it because i'm like then if that was the case if that was like hey here's our last minute replacement for it why not do that that can take so much heat off of you immediately to just be like listen this is oh we're making a small business owner play you know like this isn't you know and then you can you can pivot it but like i don't know that's that's why i'm just obsessed with that i just can't stop thinking about it they should have had the owner of the sex shop yeah, the, down okay. the street. Come out and <laughs> that's just a, give that's a even, That's so good too. You can't make it up. Also, they sell merch, and one of them says "Make America Rake Again," and the other one says "Lawn and Order." <laughs> well, they sold out entirely. Oh yeah, so them leaning into the meme, like that, right? To me, that is the modern internet age, right there. Is like yes. sometimes the spotlight of the entire internet gets put on. Right? There was that person who said like the goal of Twitter is that there's one person who's it every day on Twitter, and their only goal is not to be it. Like, <laughs> like, but that is it, right? Like that is being it on Twitter and being like, okay, how do you pivot here? And that is to me everything about the weird influencer culture. And like thing that we live in is like, cool, we got to do merch, right? That's such a (laughs) Jake Paul move to be like, we got to do merch now, you know, what a weird, what a weird world. And I I hope one day we get the full story because it really, it really just doesn't make any sense to me still. Yeah. Yeah. In like a year, we're going to get like the intern who accepted the notice from the Trump administration. (laughs) See that part of that. See, that's weird. Because also like part of me just is like it, it, right? Like to be the easy, obvious one that makes the most sense to me is an intern to be like, whatever like this is gonna be hilarious that's it right like that, that that to me makes total sense i get why it is i get why they don't have the owner there and this person was fired and they figured they have nothing to lose that to me that makes the most sense yeah i i like, agree if you're the kind of person who's willing to troll at that level it's, you're also not the kind of person who doesn't take credit for a troll at that level like that's the one of the greatest trolls of yeah. all time yeah there's no such thing as someone who doesn't take take credit for that <laughs> just a lot to think about there's just so many levels to it much to think about and we may never know i hope we know at some point Nikki, your friend in the gritty costume though was oh what yeah cracked me up. oh my god my friend my friend wait the gritty in the bikini uh yeah Brittany. yeah uh it's my friend you know that yeah riot and i met uh, <laughs> quite a while ago um and i i she made Brittany. 
I want to say last year and and the oh for Valentine's God. Day or for Valentine's Day she did a photo shoot with Britney and it 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 got a lot of traction but not from the flyers obviously so I'm very <laughs> I'm so I am like so unbelievably happy that she finally got her moment in the wake of the election it makes me so happy I'm so, I'm so proud of her uh it's incredible she's the best I mean I've been sharing her tweets for a while now I love mm. her and my roommates now love her and she literally made Britney out of like spite <laughs> she like got dumped and she was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna make Britney <laughs> that is uh Philly in a nutshell like yeah that sounds the most like it feels like gritty the mascot was just manifested out of pure spite of all the Philadelphians right and then just transitioning that into you know gritty with tits <laughs> please call her by her name her name is Britney I'm sorry I can't. Thank you. Please respect Britney. <laughs> All right, maybe um, I'll respect Britney. She deserves it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy for her. Jamie, take it away. Yeah, All so right. let's do it. Yeah, and uh, moving on to our fandom plug where we talk about stuff. Well, okay, so <laughs> unique for this episode, we talk about stuff that isn't Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> Wild. That we're fans of. Yeah, that we're fans of. Can I go first, actually? Yes, because you have something. Right? <gasps> I have something. What? I have something. Oh my God. I know, I have something. I want to talk about Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. It just came out on Netflix this past Wednesday. Oh, they got picked up. Uh, it's a sketch show. It is six episodes. I'll say this the title again slower. Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. Uh, it's a blast. It's an uh, Australian sketch uh, trio who do a bunch of fun things. Scott Ackerman's in on it. Uh, Ed Helms is in on it. It's a blast. Can't recommend it enough. Wait, I think Boom. I know what this is. It's a Netflix show. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm no. I, I think I've seen like trailers for it elsewhere. Somehow, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, it's it's very it's very silly and a lot of fun and a quick watch. In case you were worried that it was gonna take you a long time to watch it, I promise you it doesn't. I was. <laughs> Look at me. I'm in prepared. Come in prepared. Twenty eight episodes in, having Woo. a thing for the first time ever. Mm, well. I talked about Animal Crossing. Couple, <laughs> I talked about Animal Crossing a couple times. So, all right, I'll go next. So, I am a fan of Ewan McGregor's Long Way Up. It is a show on Apple Plus TV or whatever that service is that Apple has, and they have like three shows on that are worth watching. And this is one of them that they just kind of trickle out, you know, once a week. So it's fun. It's Ewan McGregor on a motorcycle driving from, I think, the tip of like Argentina. All the way up yeah. to L.A. or Alaska. Oh, wow. That's rad. Yeah. It's him redoing his original documentary, right? It's a continuation because Long Way Round was starting in London and then looping across Europe, across Asia, and then across North America and then flying back. And Long Way Down was starting in Scotland and driving down to the tip of Africa. Mm -hmm. Oh. And then Long Way Round was London to New York. Yeah. Yeah, so they okay. just, it's Ewan McGregor and motorcycles. It is. He, he is. he is so charming. He is. Yeah, he is. God damn it. I tweeted today about how I'm never going to buy Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> the only reason we have it is because I bought an iPad that came with the Apple device. Ted Lasso is the only show you need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso? Freddie, that was my plug two weeks ago. Oh, uh, what a great uh, show. It was it's so good. I just, I'm all about the, you know, triumph over cynicism. And it's just a well done show. Um, oh, so uh, my fandom plug this week I'm playing Pokemon uh, 
Ultra Moon again. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I really struggled to get that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like I'm trying to read because I'm try I attention span is back for a little while. Who knows when that'll go out? So I'm trying to read, I'm trying to paint and play uh, you know, Ultra Moon apparently. Yeah, that works. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's all game. Uh, speaking of games, my plug for this week is the new Beyond Light expansion for Destiny 2. I don't recommend you pick it up because I do uh, not recommend Destiny 2 to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Love-hate relationship with that game, but I yeah. am enjoying the expansion. It is, it's been fun with new like superpowers and stuff and freezing enemies and things. But game has this issue. I don't recommend you play it, but if you want to play it, <laughs> and play it or don't yeah it's it's like there's so much about it that's really annoying but the gunplay yeah. is so good and it's like you yeah. Uh, yeah gameplay is a ton of fun but there are so many things about it that are poorly done or could be done better or just yep. shouldn't there's, be there <laughs> yep yeah but it's fun to sh- run around and shoot things so you yeah yeah <laughs> Destiny is the ultimate game for you to turn it down and just roast the shit out of while you play with friends yes The story is completely nonsensical. Nothing matters. The game feels great. Yes. And the fact that the game is as popular as it is proves how important having good game feel is over literally anything else. Coherent Mm -hmm. storyline, a series of expansions that don't piss people off, playable (laughs) PvP, like all of that stuff doesn't matter. They manage to get skirt by on just art and game design alone. Yes. Like the new expansion genuinely gorgeous europa is beautiful and this weather storms that they've added in super cool mechanics very cool but very cool yeah just so many other things are wrong with it i could never genuinely recommend somebody else to play it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my fan plug for this week (laughs) sold me definitely sold me Oh, they don't need the money. <laughs> My original final plug was just going to be how the PS5 is really big. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> dummy thick. Big. My PS5 dummy big. thick waifu is going to be here tomorrow. I'm oh, excited. Dang. Oh, my God. Is there anything worth getting on this first round? Uh, I hear Miles Morales is pretty good, but... That looks good. I didn't play the other one. Unless you're, like, really into Demon Souls, Miles Morales is it. What's that bug game? Uh, bug Stacks. Bugs. I heard that one's really good too. Yeah, I've heard about that game specifically. That it is a, not at all what you would ever think it was going in. Like it kind of comes off as this like weird whimsical thing where you eat like bugs that are also snacks, and you like turn into part of that bug or whatever. But like, I guess it's like part Pokemon Snap, but not on rails. But then also there's like a mystery thriller element to it huh. that you're like trying to solve as like a linear story through the game. So I hear that like the writing is. Like, like really really good but then the gameplay gets repetitive but i guess it's only like 10 hours long so i mean i'm getting it for free on ps plus so i'll, I'll take it but you know whatever like mm. three things coming out <laughs> it's got an 80 percent on metacritic oh that's that's honestly better than i kind of expected good for them bug snacks looks cute they also they got a review from the onion I was just thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember the words exactly that they used, but they're like, "Oh, we we have to use this as like the trailer." Yeah, yeah. So, so, so it says, "Looks like shit, honestly." But for a window of several weeks, it will be one of the nine best games for the PS5. And then someone, yeah. someone went, "You know, it's going right into our accolades trailer." So in the trailer, it says, <laughs> "Yeah, looks like dot dot dot." Honestly, dot dot dot. One of the one of the dot 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 best games for the PS5. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. the picture. Perfect. That's like perfect par for the course for those developers because they're the ones that made Octodad, and that game's ridiculous. So, oh yeah, <laughs> Dadliest catch. Ever yes, been. it's a good one. Uh, the heyday of YouTube Let's Plays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It was like that and I Am Bread. <laughs> and Surgeon Simulator. Yep, yep. Oh, that's coming back. They made a sequel to that. Great. All right, Freddie, are we going to put you on the spot? Do you want to plug yeah. something? Or? Uh, How To with John Wilson on HBO is one of my favorite new shows of this uh, of this year. It's a very strange, meandering documentary show, but it's, I think, brilliant. It's uh, executive produced by Nathan Fielder. The less you know about it, the better. Just let it take you on a ride. It's uh, very, very good. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Party. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think uh, that's about it. So Freddie, thank you so much for stopping by. It was great having you yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, we did throw around the idea of getting like just <laughs> just like Beth again before we asked you on because <laughs> it would be funny, <laughs> but um, but we did not. So we great to not. have you because because we were right. in the Glen Arc, so it just made sense. It makes yeah. sense. To you me. know the podcast. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> you have anything to plug for yourself before you go uh yeah find me on twitter at f wong and i do the show dungeons and daddies <laughs> what <laughs> i'm not beth may and she's not here to send us out more theme music goes here Ba-dang, ba-dang, ba-dang. this podcast was created and produced by a sustained group of volunteers talking sons was mastered and edited by agniti our theme music is madness is everywhere by lobo loco grab the next podcast in your app of choice or from nikki.horse Next episode should drop on November 30th. If you would like to help us make bail, consider becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash talking sons. We'd really appreciate it because Nikki did some things that we're not allowed to talk about. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 46? No, but they did hold hands.